Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. So today I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is relationships. I want to talk about what it takes to create loving relationships. Now it's important to realize that loving relationships don't just happen. I've heard uh, many of my clients say, well, if I have to work at it, then it's not the right relationship. And this is just not at all true. Uh, It's not any more true than you don't have to work at good physical health through exercise or eating well or stress reduction. And there are some very powerful choices you can make that will not only improve your relationship, but can turn a failing relationship into a loving and intimate relationship. So the first major choice I want to talk about is about taking responsibility for your own feelings. Now, this is the most important choice you can make. When you learn how to take responsibility for your feelings, then you stop blaming your partner for your upsets. And since blaming one's partner for one's own unhappiness is the number one cause of relationship problems. Learning how to take loving care of yourself is, of course, vital to a good relationship. Now, this means that instead of trying to get your partner to make you feel happy and secure, you learn how to do this for yourself. This means learning how to treat yourself with kindness and caring and compassion and acceptance instead of with self-judgments and numbing out with addictions and other forms of self-abandonment. Self-judgment will always make you feel unhappy and insecure, no matter how lovingly your partner is treating you. So, for example, instead of getting angry at your partner for your feelings of abandonment when he or she is late, or is preoccupied and not listening to you, or isn't turned on to you sexually, or so on, you know, lot, lots of issues. Through the practice of inner bonding, you would explore your feelings of abandonment and discover how you might be rejecting and abandoning yourself. Most of us do know that relationships can be very challenging. We generally enter a relationship with many unhealed wounds from childhood. And these wounds usually get triggered in committed relationships. Our wounds can include both our fear of rejection, the fear of losing the other person, and our fear of engulfment, the fear of losing ourselves. And when these fears get activated, we often go into old program ways of reacting, such as being angry or blaming or being compliant or withdrawn or resistant or getting defensive, explaining ourselves, threatening, so many ways that we have of trying to, uh, to control and protect ourselves. You might have been programmed with many ways of making your partner responsible for your painful feelings. Now, of course, love gets eroded when we continue to act from our fears and the resulting controlling behaviors. And love flourishes when you learn how to take responsibility for your feelings, which you can learn to do through an inner bonding practice. Now, another powerful choice is about your intention. 
to choose learning instead of controlling. When conflict occurs, you always have two choices regarding your intention. You can open to learning about yourself and your partner and discover the deeper issues that lie within the conflict, or you can lovingly disengage if one or both of you are not open. That's, that's one choice, to, to open to learning or lovingly disengage. The other choice is you can try to win, or at least not lose, through some form of controlling behavior. Now, like I said, we've all learned many overt and subtle ways of trying to control others into behaving the way we want. I've mentioned some like anger, blame, judgment, being overly nice, being compliant, caretaking, which means taking care of others' feelings while we give ourselves up, resisting, being controlled, withdrawing love, explaining, teaching, defending, lying, denying, so many different ways. All the ways we try to control create even more conflict. Remembering to learn instead of to try to control is a vital part of improving your relationship. When your fears of rejection or engulfment get activated, most people immediately protect themselves with their controlling behaviors. But if you choose to move into the inner bonding process and learn about your fears instead of attempting to control your partner, your fears will actually gradually heal. And this is how we grow emotionally and spiritually, by learning instead of controlling. Relationships thrive when both partners feel safe to be themselves and to discuss the problems when they arise. There's always going to be problems in relationships. That's not the issue. It's how you deal with them. And partners feel safe when they know they can rely on each other to be open and caring, even when there's conflict, which means consistently cultivating an intention to learn with yourself and with your partner. We need to be able to rely on ourselves and and rely on each other to stay open to learning about our own wounds and about our own controlling behavior. There's nothing that grinds love down more than controlling behaviors or behaviors that are intent on avoiding your feelings, such as ignoring your feelings, judging yourself and your partner, or turning to addictions to numb out your feelings. If you're currently not in in a relationship, then take this time to learn to stay open with your own feelings and learn what they're telling you, rather than continue to abandon yourself when you feel pain. Learning to stay open with yourself makes it much, much easier to stay open with a partner. If you're currently in a relationship, do the same thing. Take time to learn to be present with your own feelings with an intention to learn which are steps one and step two of inner bonding. Now, another powerful choice is to treat your partner with kindness, with empathy, compassion, and acceptance. Empathy is the ability to feel what another person is feeling, and compassion is deeply caring about your own and your partner's pain. It's only when we feel into others' feelings that we can then care about the effects that our behavior has on them. It's only when people are able to stay open 
to empathy and compassion for themselves and others, even when they're angry or upset, that they are reliable in their ability to care. Caring disappears when there's no empathy and compassion. And then the partner on the other end of this may feel as if they're walking on eggshells. They never know when the caring will be gone. So it's important to treat your partner and others the way you want to be treated. And of course, this is the essence of a truly spiritual life. We all learn to be treated lovingly with kindness, empathy, compassion, understanding, respect, and acceptance. We need to learn to treat ourselves this way, and we need to treat our partner and others this way. Relationships thrive when both people treat each other with kindness. Now, while there's no guarantees, often treating another person with kindness brings kindness in return. If your partner is consistently angry, judgmental, uncaring, and unkind, then you need to focus on what would be loving to yourself rather than reverting to your controlling behaviors, to your anger and blame and judgment and withdrawal and resistance or compliance. Now, kindness to others does not mean sacrificing yourself. Remember that taking responsibility for yourself rather than blaming others is the most important thing you can do. If you're consistently kind to yourself and to your partner, and your partner is consistently angry, blaming, withdrawn, and unavailable, then you either need to accept that you're going to have a distant relationship, or you need to leave the relationship. You can't make your partner change. You can only change yourself. So just as being open to learning is essential in creating a safe relationship space, so is kindness. If you were not brought up with kindness and you've been judgmental with yourself and others rather than kind, then practice keeping the choice of kindness forefront in your mind. Relationships thrive when loving yourself and your partner is your highest priority. For most people, protecting against pain has been their highest priority. So it takes a lot of practice to successfully make love a higher priority than avoiding pain. Relationships are growing and becoming balanced when both partners are intent on developing empathy and compassion for themselves and each other. Without empathy and compassion, there can be no, no true intention to learn because it's only the loving adult aspect of ourselves that's capable of feeling empathy and compassion for both yourself and your partner. Our ego-wounded self is incapable of empathy and compassion and incapable of being open to learning. And this is the part that's in charge when our intention is to control rather than to learn. Now, another important choice is to create date times, making relationship time a high priority. You know, when, when people first fall in love, 
they, they make time for each other. Otherwise, they wouldn't even get to know each other. But then, you know, and, and especially after having children, they get really busy. But relationships need time to thrive. It's vitally important to set aside specific times to be together, to talk, to play, to make love. Intimacy can't be maintained without time together. One of the greatest experiences in life is the sharing of love. And this takes time. Learning, growth, intimacy, connection, and passion are the natural results of creating a safe, open, kind, and loving relationship space. And all of this takes time. Spending connected time together, relaxing, laughing, sharing, and cuddling are essential for creating a long, lasting, thriving, loving relationship. Now, how about choosing gratitude instead of complaints? Positive energy flows between two people when there's an attitude of gratitude. Constant complaints creates a heavy, negative energy, which is not fun to be around. Practice being grateful for what you have rather than focusing on what you don't have. Complaints create stress, while gratitude creates inner peace. So gratitude creates not only emotional and relationship health, but physical health as well. Now also, fun and play are important in creating a loving relationship. We all know that work without play makes Jack a dull boy. Well, work without play also makes for dull relationships. Relationships flourish when people laugh together and play together and when humor is a part of everyday life. Stop taking everything so seriously and learn to see the funny side of life. Intimacy flourishes when there is lightness of being, not when everything feels heavy because of all the complaints. Now, another wonderful way of creating intimacy is to do service projects together. Giving to others fills the heart and creates a deep feeling of satisfaction in the soul. Doing service moves you out of yourself, out of your own problems, and it supports a broader, more spiritual view of life. Also vitally important is integrity regarding your word and your communication. So integrity means being reliable and trustworthy with your word. It means doing what you say you're going to do. It means being honest and telling the truth about yourself. And it means not doing anything that you would not want others to know about, that you would not want to have announced publicly. It means walking your talk, adhering to the moral principles and standards that you profess are important to you. It means being accountable for your actions and taking responsibility for your feelings. So here's an example of how a lack of integrity in his word was ruining a relationship. A client of mine, I'll call him Ray, consulted with me because his 10-year marriage was running into severe difficulties. 
He was very deeply in love with his wife and was terrified of losing her. Yet the outlook was not great with the way things had been going in their marriage. Ray was a scientist and part owner of a large and successful lab. He loved his work and often got lost in what he was doing, forgetting about the time. His wife, Vicki, had learned to accept this about Ray and no longer took it personally when he worked long hours and came home late. But the one thing that really upset her was when Ray, when Ray said he would be home at a particular time and then came home hours later without ever letting her know, without calling her. She had told Ray many times that he, if he would just call and tell her he'd be late or not even give her a time, it would be fine. When he did call or didn't give her a particular time, it was fine. But too often, after telling her a time, he didn't show up and he didn't call, and this made Vicky feel crazy-made. When he finally arrived home after not calling, she was closed off and distant. Ray would then get upset with her for being closed. She was reaching the point where she was no longer willing to be treated with what she felt like was disrespectful to her. Ray was not acting with integrity because he was saying one thing and doing another. And as a result of this, he was feeling badly about himself, but blaming Vicky's withdrawal for his painful feelings, which was only deepening his lack of integrity. Not only was he not keeping his word, but he was not being accountable for his actions and was blaming Vicky for his feelings. So as we explored why Ray didn't call Vicky, it became apparent that he had learned as a child to be a caretaker. He was actually a very kind and loving person, but he was always trying to please everyone because he couldn't bear what he was projecting onto Vicky was disappointment. He thought she was feeling disappointed. Uh, he would tell her what he thought she wanted to hear, which was a time that he would be home. Then, the moment he felt a conflict between what he wanted and what he thought Vicky wanted, he would space out and go unconscious, avoiding the whole situation by ignoring the time. But even though he was doing what he wanted to do, he would feel tense inside. His inner child was not happy with his lack of integrity. But he would choose to ignore his stressful feelings and then dump them on Vicky when he finally got home. As we explored the great stress his lack of integrity caused him, Ray began to see that he needed to keep his word, not just for Vicky, but for himself. He began to understand that not being true to his word was harming him and causing him to feel inadequate, no matter how much he worked and no matter how much money he made. Our soul has a deep and natural sense of integrity. We can't ignore this without harming ourselves. Ray realized that by going unconscious because he didn't want to deal with possible conflict, he was not only causing more conflict with, with Vicky, but he was letting himself down in a way that was deeply harmful to himself. Okay, and finally, one more important choice is developing your spiritual connection 
which is vital for creating a loving relationship. Relationships flounder when you make your partner your source of love. Your partner isn't supposed to be your higher power. You have your own higher power, and this is your infinite source of love. When your intent is to learn about loving yourself and loving your partner, and you open to learning about this with a source of spiritual guidance, you'll learn to fill yourself up with love to share with your partner. Again, trying to have control over getting love ruins relationships. Sharing love creates intimacy and connection with your partner. Now, think for a moment about this. What makes you feel most connected with your partner? We all want to feel connected with our partner. Our brains are actually hardwired to share love and connection with others. But before I go into a list of what may make you, what may make you feel connected with your partner, I want to offer you a list of what might make you feel disconnected from your partner. So as I th- as I go over this list, think about what creates disconnection for you. Anger, blame, ridicule, sarcasm, harshness, threats, any kind of attack or verbal abuse. Withdrawal, resistance, indifference, shutting down, shutting you out. Being silent, closed, refusing to talk about the issues between you. And of course, physical violence or the threat of physical violence. Being a victim, sulking, pulling, poor me tears. Harping, nagging, explaining, defending. Being parental, judgmental, critical, having to be right. Shutting you out with various addictions, alcohol, drugs, pot, TV, computer, cell phone, video games, pornography, so on. Spending money when you can't afford it. Being so frugal that you can't enjoy life. Not taking care of himself or herself by eating badly, lack of exercise, being overweight. Talking on and on about himself or herself. Lack of interest in you and your interests and your feelings and what's important to you. Expecting you to give yourself up for the other person. Not being concerned with how his or her behavior affects you. Giving others a lot of attention but ignoring you. I'm sure all of these, when they happen in your relationship, create a feeling of disconnection with your partner. Now, each of us experience connection differently, and for a relationship to thrive, we need to understand what connection means to each of us. So I'm going to list some things here that I want you to think about what feels like connection for you. Shows you in many ways that he or she cares about your feelings, is open to learning with you when you have conflict, shares his or her thoughts and feelings with you, listens and gives you his or her full attention when you're talking, is physically affectionate with you without a sexual expectation, desires to make love with you, initiate sex with you, is responsive to your sexual advances, makes plans for the two of you to have fun together, lets you know that time with you is very important to him or her, is interested in hearing about your day, compliments you, 
notices when you get your hair cut or you get something new. Tries to understand what's going on with you when you're upset rather than getting angry or problem solving or judging you or withdrawing. Is there for you with kindness and compassion when you're hurting, even if what you're hurting about concerns something he or she did? Keeps his or her word. Never threatens the relationship, even when you're having a hard time with each other. Laughs and plays with you. Does fun things together with you, like dinner, movies, social events, vacations. Stands up for you when others are being mean to you. Supports you when you need support. Supports you in doing what brings you joy, even if it's not what he or she wants to do. Buys you gifts that are meaningful to you. Cares about how his or her spending affects you. Supports you in doing work you love, even if you don't make a lot of money. Enjoys cuddling with you. Lets you know in many ways how much he or she appreciates you. Converses, converses with you in two-way conversations, not monologues. Never deliberately says things that he or she knows are hurtful to you. Takes responsibility for his or her feelings rather than blaming you. Takes responsibility for his or her health and well-being. Is interested in what interests you. Enjoys small talk with you. When each partner learns to love and connect with themselves, they can then share their love and connection with their partner. And it's important to understand what connection means to each of you, what you each need with the other person in order to have connection. So if you're in a partnership, you might want to hear this with your partner and talk about what you each need to feel connected. I hope you take to heart what needs to happen to create a loving relationship. If you and your partner agree to these choices, you're going to be amazed at the improvement in your relationship. So I hope if you're not practicing inner bonding, you go to innerbonding.com, take our free seven-day course, perhaps take some of the other courses. If you want to have a loving relationship, if you want to improve your relationship, I really encourage you to take my relationship course wildly, deeply, joyously in love. This is going to help you with all relationships, not just if you're in a primary partnership with somebody, with all relationships. So I really encourage you to start to focus on doing what you can to create a loving relationship with yourself, a loving relationship with those around you, and if you're in a partnership, to create a loving relationship with your partner. God bless you. I send you my love and blessings.